Someone from the Conscious Queens Collective asked me yesterday, how did I learn and create the modalities that I use inside of my somatic practices, which I host regularly inside of the collective, you know, our embodiment calls, our healings, was that purely through kinesiology and studying that in mind body medicine, or was it channeled wisdom? And it got me thinking and it got me, you know, onto this whole entire topic of conversation around what makes the best coach and practitioner? Is it purely that you go and study your certification and you learn these skills and you learn these modalities and all of a sudden that catapults you into success? Or is it actually something so much deeper? And so I'm going to be talking you through that today, how I developed my modalities and also how I was able to cultivate the success that I have today. What I've really seen is that success isn't based off your skills or qualifications or certifications. In fact, all of the coaches that I've ever worked with and invested in, and that's up to $150,000 of investments in the past three years into mentorship. None of them actually had a certification or a qualification when it comes to coaching, but I was able to get so much incredible value from them and that has helped me in my business. So the first thing is that I studied kinesiology and mind-body medicine in 2019. That was when I um, studied it after my whole entire journey of having chronic illness and healing from that and wanting to do the same. And it was an incredible course. It taught me so much about the fundamentals of nervous system regulation and trauma and how that is stored in your body and in your cells and how your body remembers. And then we, you know, reproduce the same patterns in our life and attract the same people in order to heal them and how it's much, much more than the mind. It's so much more than that. And I have podcasts all on that. And that was incredible. But again, because it was a course, you know, a like a formal course, there were certain procedures and certain, um, you know, rules and rigid structures that we had to follow. Ultimately, someone was the first person to channel kinesiology, to channel the modality of kinesiology. And fun fact, it was actually a chiropractor. That was the first person who created it. Um, just started off with basic muscle testing, if you've ever um, experienced or, or even done that on yourself, which delved into so much more because essentially you can ask the body anything, which is amazing. But um, someone originally first channeled that and then they decided to, you know, share that and and then more was channeled and and the course that I did you know it was incredible and the the structures that it contained someone decided this is how kinesiology works this is how this healing modality works you you do a session it's approximately 90 minutes and we were told certain things like oh when you know at the end of a session you should hold a specific acupressure point, which the body tells you via muscle testing. And that acupressure point needs to be held for approximately 30 minutes. Otherwise, you know, too short and you're not going to get the result. And so there were these certain procedures and rules that we were encouraged to follow in order to get the best results. And at that point in time, part of me believed in it, but part of me also started to question because you guys know me, I'm such a big, you know, rule breaker and rebel when it comes to creating our own story and crafting our own rules and, and our own reality. And as I really looked into the different ways of kinesiology, I could see that everyone started to adapt and, and evolve and create their own way of doing it. 
So some people focus more on the function of the body. Some people focus more on the energetics. Some people focused on, you know, the first thing they, they did had to be doing the chakras. The, or the first thing that they had to do with a, a patient or a client was to heal their um, unintegrated reflexes. Everyone had their own thing. And they also had their own belief system around, I have to start with this particular thing. Otherwise, I'm not going to heal the client. And that belief and that ingrained intention actually then created this whole entire rule book and guide and system for this person in their practice, right? And so when I got out of kinesiology, finished that and realized that I wanted to do coaching and started to mold and combine both my knowledge of kinesiology and coaching, I realized that as a healer, the way that I get to heal is really dictated and determined by my beliefs. That if I believe it's going to take X amount of sessions with someone or it's going to take 90 minutes each session to heal someone, well, that is going to be my reality. Because as we know in the quantum field, your reality bends to the beliefs that you have, right? Why does one client, you know, they might be seeing a certain therapist or practitioner for 10 years and yet they can also get the same results in a single session with a different practitioner. It's not necessarily that one is more skilled or more experienced or better, but it also really comes down to the intention. So I really combined the practices that I learned from kinesiology and some of the principles, like we were taught so many things like inner child healing processes and um, certain you know, meditations and guides that we can, you know, we had manuals, manuals and manuals. People used to come to class with literal suitcases full of the notebooks and the manuals that we had most of which, honestly, I realized I don't need to read all of that because I can channel my own. Like someone originally created this. Every single modality that is out there was originally channeled and created by someone who decided to open up their channel and portal to the divine and channel that specific modality. Nothing is set in stone. If someone can channel a specific modality, then you can also channel your own modalities. And it's so interesting because as we can see, lots of different people end up channeling similar or even the same things from source. Like I've gone to events where um, people have channeled their own modalities and one event might be $50 and one event I, you know, might be $6,000 but the modality and the teachings are almost exactly the same. Why? Because we are all channeling from the same exact source anyway. So, you know, if you're really out there looking for a certain procedure, looking for a certain manual, looking for a certain certification, realize that everything that you learn, everything that you get taught comes from the original same source anyway. It comes from divine source. It comes from the universe. Don't look outside of yourself. You can receive these guides and these tidbits of wisdom, but the ultimate wisdom lies in yourself and lies in your relationship with the universe. When you cultivate a powerful relationship with the universe, you are able to become 
a potent channel and receive epic downloads. You're able to receive your own modalities. You are able to become an innovator and a creator. And so that's essentially what I did with my basis foundational knowledge and and seeing what worked with kinesiology. I was able to also channel my own unique modalities and healings. And that's one thing that, you know, is really key in my approach when it comes to healing and coaching in that I never use a script. I never abide by a certain structure. I'm all about meeting each client exactly where they are at. Even if it is hosting a masterclass or a training, even recording this podcast, I don't even have any notes right now. I don't even really know the next thing that I'm going to say but I'm so plugged in and connected to source that I am a pure conduit and channel to allow the next thing to flow through me. And that is more powerful than purely following a step-by-step manual and procedure. Because us as human beings are so incredibly nuanced. You can't box us in and say, this one procedure for healing this certain wound has to be followed in this specific way. We are so much more nuanced than that. And we require really someone who can perceptively feel into the energetics, the type of trauma, where we are at, whether it's a mindset shift, whether it's a trauma thing, whether it's energetics, to be able to unlock and unravel that. And so this is where I really developed my skills in really just trust. The foundation is Can I trust that I'm a channel? Can I trust that what comes through me is powerful? Can I trust that my message is important? The more that I trust, the more I surrender, the more, you know, every time I show up, it's just me being a channel and allowing that through, guiding people through these powerful somatic practices and and meditations where I don't even really know prior what's going to happen, but people end up getting absolutely incredible results. So that's how I formed the basis of what I do today in my somatic practices, coaching, whatever it is. I have this holistic all-rounded approach because I understand that mindset is one thing, energetics is another thing, and somatic healing and trauma release is a whole other thing. There's three different ways in order to up level three different, you know, categories and areas. And I found that often when we just focus on one and neglect the others, we can become stagnant or halt our progression, right? So, you know, in the beginning, I was focusing a lot on mindset work. I was in a lot of containers, which purely just focused on that. And sometimes people weren't getting the results that they needed. And I realized, you know, why also me in business and my journey was so easy and I was able to collapse time. It was quick and rapid because I'd done so much healing leading up to starting my business. I worked on my worthiness. I worked on my sense of value, my sense of self and all that. So then showing up, I was able to just receive the information, integrate that and move forth. But if you have a lot of trauma around being seen, being heard, mother wounds, father wounds, you know, all of that blocked chakras, feminine wounding, masculine wounding, that can really play a big role in the way that you show up. 
everything is interconnected. And then there's, of course, the energetic component of manifestation, of, of holding the energy, of embodiment, of becoming a match, of working in the quantum field. It is all intertwined. And so the approach that I take when I am coaching and working with my clients is I'm really able to tune in and see, is it just a mindset shift and perspective shift that I can offer to open and expand their mind? Is it that they're missing the, the certain frequency and vibration that's required to quantum leap? Or is it actually a trauma response and a pattern that needs to be released? Do I believe that as um, a great coach and healer that you need to combine all of these? Absolutely not. You can be an incredible person who is so dedicated in your field of work, but as a client, I do believe you either should see someone that combines all three or have separate coaches for separate things. Have a mindset coach or mindset and energetics coach and also have someone like a kinesiologist or a trauma healer or like my sister, Callie Wilkinson, does a lot of this trauma-based work as well, right? So there's, you know, so many options out there for you to have this holistic integrated approach. So when it comes to, you know, what makes a good coach and a good healer, it is actually less about skill. Most of the time, I hear a lot of excuses, right? And it is so easy to come up with excuses for why you can't do something. I'm not ready. I'm not skilled enough. I need another qualification. You know, I've had people say, well, you studied kinesiology and mind-body medicine. That's why you're successful. That's why you're ready. That's why you're motivated. But the truth is it has nothing to do with that. It is not the most skilled and qualified people who are the most successful. In fact, there are people right now who are less skilled than you, less qualified than you, less experienced than you, and yet are you know, achieving more than you. What is the fundamental denominator in all of that? It's the fact that they have unshakable belief in themselves. I truly believe that your readiness is a decision. You decide when you are ready. You choose when you are ready to go out there. And learning more isn't the key to actually becoming more ready because to become ready, to become you know, embodied means getting into the arena. It means getting onto the playing field, getting out there, coaching people, talking, sharing your truth. A textbook will never teach you how to become a good enough coach. A textbook won't tell you how to be a healer. You only become a coach by coaching people. You only heal by healing people. It requires you to actually go out there and do the thing. And if you are so stuck and paralyzed in doubt because I'm not ready, so therefore I can't even practice coaching, I can't even practice healing, then you're never going to be. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy because the only way you get better is by practicing doing the thing and combining that with unshakable confidence because confidence breeds competency. The more you are confident while you are practicing, while you are developing yourself, you are going to actually speed up your results versus practicing but constantly believing that you're not enough. There are so many skilled people out there. I know that you listening right now to this podcast, you've learned so much, you embody so much, you have so much knowledge. It's just that are you sharing that and are you serving and, and giving that to people 
at the best of your abilities? Are you really sharing your capabilities with the world? You know, you might think that you need to learn more, but you know, half the people in my kinesiology class, even after learning so much in our course, at the end still had same fears. I'm not good enough. I still haven't learned enough. I need to do the advanced diploma. I need to do this. I need to do that. Learning didn't cure their imposter syndrome, despite now being so skilled, like every single person in our class was so skilled, was so knowledgeable, was an incredible practitioner, but you can't be an incredible healer and coach if you don't believe that you are, because other people experience you in the way that you perceive yourself. Would you want to go to a doctor or healer that doesn't believe that they're good enough? that doesn't believe that they're skilled enough, that doesn't believe that they can change you. Intention is everything. When I started my business, I had just finished my kinesiology um, studies and mind-body medicine. I was 21 years old. I had people say, who's going to book you as a coach? Like you barely have any life experience, sorry. And you know, maybe it was the truth, but it was my delusional, unshakable confidence, which got me to where I am today. Because I was sick and tired. Like I'm, I'm not someone who waits around in life to wait till things get handed to me on a platter because then I'm ready and I can actually take the leap. No, I decide to always move first, even before I feel ready, even when I feel the fear, even when it, I have absolutely no evidence. Like I had no evidence whatsoever that I was going to succeed in coaching. I hadn't done coaching before, you know, all I'd done is do my hours for kinesiology and, you know, believe that I was good enough. And I embodied that. And I went out there and I kicked ass. I made six figures in my first year of coaching. In my second year, I was signing clients for $20,000, right? Was it because I was the most skilled coach out there? Probably far from it. But the thing is, I believed. I believed that I was an incredible coach. I believed that I could change people. I believed that what I had to share and my voice was powerful. I believed in my greatness. And that got me so far because you can simultaneously believe in yourself and believe in your enoughness and continue evolving and continue practicing and continue growing. You know, who I am now, where I am today, it's exponentially better than when I started. But does that mean I wasn't enough when I started? Absolutely not. You have to start somewhere. Intention is everything. Go out there and just do the thing. And this also applies when it comes to actually healing people, actually coaching people. You might have all of the skills, but if you doubt, that doubt is going to penetrate and is going to actually end up being the thing which determines the result of your whole entire client call or your client session. So something with me is that I hold this really powerful, potent belief that everyone who comes to me and receives coaching or healing gets exactly what they need, that they are absolutely transformed. But The thing is, I don't believe that it has anything to do with what I do, the modalities that I use on them, the coaching techniques. Rather, I believe it is a combination of my powerful presence and my intention because that is what I can control. 
I can't always control, you know, giving the person the exact modality or the perfect thing or the whatever it is, but I can control my intention and I can control how present I am on a call. And this alleviates so much because instead of going on a call and frantically being like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these modalities and all these things. And the more I do, the the better the result. Again, this is contributing to this wounded masculine societal conditioning of input equals output. The harder I work, the more I put in, the more I receive. Instead, what if it was your essence? It was your femininity. It was your being. It's who you are that transforms. And so rather than putting pressure on myself to deliver, I believe that the delivery lies in my intention, that every single person gets exactly what they need and more. Combined with radical acceptance that they are receiving exactly what they need, even if my mind maybe thinks otherwise. And that is what's going to transform someone. Your beliefs either aid you or your beliefs either hinder you. So I have defied logic when it comes to healing. Like our kinesiology teacher said, oh, it has to be X amount of time. You have to do these certain modalities. I've had someone come in who has never been able to heal trauma before, has never been able to access, you know, past childhood wounds, has never cried, has never felt anything, has never been able to drop into their body. And 30 minutes into the session, they're crying, they're releasing, they've accessed past trauma, they know exactly what it is, what situation, what scenario, what age it happened at. And all it took was me guiding them through an online session with my powerful presence to get them there. Was it something that I specifically did? Not necessarily, but it was my intention. I was so intentional about getting this person the transformation that they can receive, the best transformation that they can receive in that point of time, right? And maybe it would have taken them 10 sessions with someone else Was it that I was more skilled? Not necessarily. It was that I had the faith and that I had the trust in that. So you as a coach, you as a healer, forget about how skilled you are or how skilled you aren't. Focus on the embodiment of being an integrated leader, that I'm confident in what I do and what I say, and I see the greatness in myself. That is going to get you so, so far. 